0: Welcome to The Awkward Mom. I'm your host, Sarah Belanger. I'm not an expert on anything, just a mom of two on a mission to help ease motherhood isolation, one story, one connection, one mom at a time. This episode, we're gonna be discussing how my second pregnancy went and what the challenge was. Now, I'll be very honest, My second pregnancy went great. I was healthy. The baby was healthy. There was nothing dramatic going on. During my first trimester, I was really nauseous, which is new to me because with my first pregnancy, I had no nausea whatsoever. Second pregnancy, first trimester, super nauseous. I didn't know what to do about it because when I'm not pregnant, my go to thing is to drink ginger ale, and that usually just helps that made things 10 times worse. So I couldn't have my ginger ale because it just made me even more nauseous. And I didn't know what to do because I was trying not to take any type of medication. I didn't want to take Tylenol. Tums, I have a bad experience with, so I didn't want to do that. So I just kind of dealt with it, met with my doctor. They told me a few things I could do. I ended up getting those C-band things that go on your wrist and they like, press on a certain pressure point or something. And you know what? I was really skeptical, but it worked. It worked like immediately. I wore them whenever I started to feel nauseous. And I also brought snacks with me everywhere, but that helped me get through my first trimester. Another thing about my second pregnancy was my belly grew a lot faster. So for both of my pregnancies, me and my fiance waited until we were 12 weeks along to tell everybody. We told our close family and friends before the 12 weeks primarily because if anything did happen, those were the people I was willing to talk with about it. I didn't want to have to go tell I don't know my great aunt who I never talked to that something had happened and I I just didn't want to have to deal with it. So, my second pregnancy we hadn't told anybody, not even our parents, and I think I was eight weeks pregnant, and I don't even know if I had gone to the doctors yet, and my fiancé's brother's girlfriend pulled him aside and said, is Sour pregnant? And he told her, yeah, she's pregnant. We didn't lie or whatever, but I was like, I just look bloated. I don't think I look pregnant, but apparently there were quite a few people who were like whispering asking around if I was pregnant and I wasn't very far along at all. So that was a big shocker. And then to top it off, my maternity pants from my last time didn't fit me. The leggings fit, but the jeans and the work pants did not fit. So that was really unfortunate because I had to go out and buy new pants because I've been trying not to wear leggings because I get really, I get really. Comfortable in leggings is the best way I can say it. I stop putting effort into myself and it really affects me mentally. That's just how it does to me. I have nothing against people who wear leggings every day. A lot of people I also know who wear leggings a lot, they can like pull it off. They can look put together and pull it off because they have like a really nice sense of fashion. I have no sense of fashion. When I wear leggings, I'm also wearing a really big baggy shirt on top of it. I look like a trash bag, which is probably why it affects my mental health. So I've been trying to stay away from leggings for that reason. Of course, I still wear leggings on occasion, but I try not to do it every single day. It's just a personal preference. But so I'm really nitpicking my pregnancy because my second pregnancy As you can tell was easy, typical, normal, healthy, nothing dramatic, like I said, but there was a really big challenge and it might sound kind of silly if you haven't had to deal with this or have any experience with this, but my challenge was my mental health and not in the way that you would think. I didn't get depressed. I didn't get anxious. I got super motivated. And let me explain why that was a challenge for me. My first pregnancy, I was riddled with anxiety, riddled with worry, all of that negative stuff. My second pregnancy was the complete opposite. And it's a little terrifying. My second pregnancy, I was super happy. I was super motivated. I gained so much confidence in myself that I didn't even know that it was possible. All of that confidence, I didn't know where it came from. I was quite honestly convinced that it must be my baby's confidence bubbling up in me because there's no way that I had this confidence inside myself. But I became more confident. I started standing up for myself respectfully. I was voicing my wants and needs. A whole lot more. And I was prioritizing going slow and not making myself feel like Wonder Woman. Now, all of this happiness, all of this motivation, determination, and everything, it's all fantastic. But my anxiety really didn't disappear. It got a lot quieter, but it did not disappear. There were a lot of times, almost every day, I could hear it whispering in my ear. Everything I was enjoying right now would come crashing down. And once it did, it would be 10 times worse than before. And that's terrifying for someone who went through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. There's a very real fact that I could have it again. And there's a very real fact that I could have it worse the second time around. I had it. With my first and it was really hard. I was supposed to be medicated, but I refused my my medication. I went to therapy once or sometimes twice a week. I struggled with my job. I struggled with my friendships. I struggled with myself in general. Of course, I was struggling with my son. I was in survival mode 24 seven and it straight up traumatized me. So I may not have been feeling depressed or anxious during my second pregnancy, but there was that whispering voice in the back of my head saying that it was going to be so much worse. I could have all of this energy and motivation and passion right now and start things and get things done. And I could start writing a book that I wanted to write. I could start planning my wedding because I wanted to start planning my wedding and I had all of this energy coming from this pregnancy, but I couldn't. I couldn't start those things because of that voice in the back of my head saying, if you start it now, you're going to regret it. Because once you have this baby, you're going to basically go down the toilet. You're going to feel like crap. You're going to look like crap. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to struggle with your kids. And then you're going to feel guilty and resentful and loathing because you can't do those things that you want to do. You won't be able to continue writing a book. You won't be able to continue planning your wedding. You won't be able to continue to do any of these things that you had all of that passion and motivation and determination to do just weeks or months prior. Because it's all going to be ripped out from underneath you. So I had to force myself not to do these things. And I wanted to do these things like every day. I wanted to pick up a pen and start writing every day. I wanted to start calling places for my wedding every day. And I didn't. I had to force myself not to do these things. I had to delete my Pinterest because it was full of wedding things. And I just didn't want to deal with it because I didn't want to start planning things with one type of mindset and then come back to it when I would be in a depression mindset and then see everything and just feel worse because I wasn't there anymore mentally. So almost every day I had to mentally force myself not to do these things that I had the passion for, the motivation, the determination. I had to stop myself. And stopping yourself from doing something that you want to do and you have the energy to do and the ability to do is really hard. And the only reason you're doing it is because of something in the future. And that probably sounds really terrible. You probably are thinking, Sarah, you should have just done those things. But if you have never dealt with depression or anxiety like that, these are very real terrifying factors. Because you might look at it like, oh, well, you can't start writing your book right away. Once you have the baby, put it on hold for a couple of months, no big deal. That's not true when you're depressed or anxious like this. When you're dealing with that type of depression and anxiety, when you have to put things on hold, you end up being consumed by a whole lot of different emotions that you don't expect. So, when I had my postpartum depression before, I was very angry. There were a lot of things that I wanted to do that I could not do because I felt like I couldn't do them because of how I was feeling or just the outlook that I had on life at that point because of the depression and because of the anxiety. The way that those negative thoughts really impact you is they make you look at everything in a negative light, obviously. So why couldn't I do the things I wanted? Because I had a baby. I had this depression because I had a baby. I couldn't go do all of these things I wanted to do, whatever they were at that time. I couldn't do it because of the baby, and then eventually, I started getting angry with my baby. I started at some times really, really regretting having a baby, loathing, resentment, very negative emotions directed towards my baby. And most of me knew it was not my baby that was causing these things. Most of me knew it was my mental state. However, there was a very small part of me that could not separate that. I could not separate the fact that just because I had a baby doesn't mean I couldn't do these things. In my mind, there was that small part that said, you can't do these things because you have that baby. And that really affects you after a while. So, when you tell someone who has dealt with postpartum depression or who is afraid to deal with it again that, oh, it's not a big deal. You can just put it on hold. You make them think back to those negative feelings of, well, why do I have to put it on hold? I have to put it on hold because of this baby. The depression and anxiety can twist those words for that person. At least they do for me. And that's, That's hard. That's the hard part. Obviously, it's not the hardest part. There are a lot more things that make depression and anxiety harder, but that is just a piece of the mental health puzzle that is really difficult. So personally, if I start something and then I continue to try to do it when I'm in a depressive or anxious state... I very quickly lose the passion I had for that thing. Even when I come out of that very negative state of mind, I no longer have the passion for it. So yes, I could postpone writing the book. I could start and then pause it and then pick it back up. But at the same time, that's not how it works for me. I have to start things and then go all the way through. Or else I lose that passion. I lose that drive and I will not finish it. That's just how I am personally. So, knowing this about myself and that I didn't want to lose the passion for these things, and I didn't want to subconsciously associate all of the things that I really was passionate for at that point with a bout of postpartum depression, I didn't want to associate them together. I just forced myself not to do them. And when you're feeling really good about yourself, making yourself not do something you want is really hard. So instead, I decided to force myself to work on my communication skills. Now, if you talk to anybody, people are usually like, Sarah, you're really good at communicating. You have a way with words, you know how to get people to see your side of things. I'm not saying they're lying. I have always pretty much had a way with words, but. When it comes to my own wants and needs, I was very bad at communicating about that effectively. So my second pregnancy, instead of doing the things I wanted to do, like write a book or plan my wedding, instead of those things, I decided to force myself and focus on improving my communication skills. If I could improve my communication skills, then I could better discuss how I was feeling and why without being defensive about it. And that was my big thing is I would always feel defensive or I would feel like someone was supposed to just know how I was feeling and just know what to do about it. My second pregnancy, I decided to practice explaining how I was feeling and saying, this is what I think would help. And that can be kind of hard for me because I don't like telling other people what to do. If I have to absolutely tell you what to do, then I will, but I didn't like telling people what to do. So the second pregnancy, I really practiced telling people what to do in order for them to help me. I think that's probably the key part is in order to help me. I have a very hard time putting myself first and having other people help me. I don't ask for help often. So that was difficult, but it was something that I really needed to learn. So teaching myself to self-reflect was crucial because if I did end up with postpartum depression again, then at least I would have an idea as to where these negative thoughts were coming from and why. And then if I could figure out where they were coming from and why then maybe I could come up with a solution or something that would help me deal with it, a strategy or something. Or I could just actually verbalize what was going on and ask for help, which those are things that I could not do the first time. My first pregnancy, I could not ask for help. I didn't know how. My second pregnancy, instead of doing the things I want, I'm focusing on making sure I know how to communicate what I do want and what I do need. So I didn't do the things that I really wanted. I had to stop myself. I had to stop my own growth. And that's really hard. I did, however, start this podcast. So I didn't stop myself 100%. But also part of me kind of finds this podcast a little bit therapeutic. So I think that might be a good idea to keep it going. It also helps me reflect more. So there's part of that self-reflection piece, but mentally preparing for another round of postpartum depression was my challenge. The second pregnancy was all about preparing myself mentally for something that might happen or something that might not happen. It may not sound like much, but constantly going against yourself, postponing your passions. It's hard. And to stay mentally healthy while at the same time blocking yourself can be hard in itself because you're constantly saying you can't do that, but you kind of have to remind yourself to say it like, we're not going to do that right now, but we can do that later. And trying to train yourself to have a more gentle thought can be hard because sometimes my thoughts can be pretty blunt and they're like, you can't do that. Instead of you can't do that right now, but maybe later we can try again. Kind of have to be like a mother to yourself. It's a very strange situation. I know when I am mentally healthy that my goals, my passions, they'll be there for me. But sometimes it's that waiting game that you don't know what's going to happen. That's the hard thing. That's the struggle. That's the challenge. It's that unknown figure in the dark that you have to face by yourself because no one else can see that unknown figure. I know that sounds kind of creepy, but no one else can see your depression except for you. So if you're facing anything similar, I want you to know that life keeps moving forward. You may not be able to do the things that you want to do now. And you know what? That definitely sucks. It definitely sucks. But there will be more opportunities for you in the future. The future could be in a week from now, or it could be six months from now, or it could be in two years. And yes, waiting for those things is really hard, but at least they're not out of The realm of possibilities. They're still there. You just have to make sure that you are healthy physically, emotionally, mentally, so you can do those things to the degree that brings you joy. Your mental health is just as important as your physical well-being. Don't forget it. I may have had an incredibly physically healthy second pregnancy and even a pretty mentally healthy second pregnancy. But I needed to pace myself to make sure I was stable for what comes after the pregnancy. Mental health is so important. I hope you enjoyed my episode of what made my second pregnancy difficult. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and don't forget to share to other moms who you think would benefit from this. I appreciate all of your support and you guys taking the time to listen to these episodes. You have no idea how much it means to me. You are doing such an amazing job at being a mom. Don't give up. Take care of yourself. You got this, mama. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And please share with other moms who you think might benefit from these real life stories. You are doing amazing, Mama. Bye.